Welcome to the InnovaBuzz podcast, where our job is to help you build visibility, professional credibility, and connection with your ideal client by putting the human at the center of innovative marketing so you can build and strengthen an engaging, enduring relationship with your ideal clients. I'm Jürgen Strauss from InnovaBiz, and I'm honored that you're here with me. If you haven't yet joined our wonderful Flywheel Nation community, go to flywheelnation.com and join in the podcast conversations. Do subscribe to the show and also leave a review because it helps others find us. Let's get into today's masterclass on this InnovaBuzz podcast. Share your gifts with the world. There's something called the poly-exclusion principle. It's a quantum mechanics statement that states, there are no two things in the entire universe that are identical. Hmm. There is never going to be another human being like yourself that will ever exist in humanity. From the past, now, to the future, there will never be someone else like you coming here or being that person. So what do I mean by sharing your gifts? There is something that you're naturally inclined to do. It comes easy to you, right? Whatever comes easy to you, like you just pick it up fast or you learn it really quick, that's probably your gift or something relating towards that. If you go into that, it'll lead you towards your gift. And when you do that, now you're sharing your experience. So we're sharing what our gift is to the world. And when we can do that, then all of a sudden we're helping lighten the world. Think about something that you love to do so much that you would do it for free because it gives you that much joy. Welcome back. I hope you've had an awesome week so far. I'm really excited today to have on the Innova Buzz podcast as my guest, Dr. Vic Manzo, a former practicing certified pediatric chiropractor who is now a business mindset coach, a three times book author, a podcaster, and a speaker. Vic brings a unique perspective to how we can lead more fulfilled and soul-filled lives through understanding basic truths of one's mind and how we can truly have our cake and eat it too. Vic has taken his studies of holistic and pediatric chiropractor, energy medicine practitioner, Reiki master trainer, and implemented them into his business mindset coaching. If you'd like a peek behind the curtain of this show of the InnovaBuzz podcast, go to innovabuzz.co forward slash flywheel. There, you'll be able to get our very own digital token, which will give you membership of the Flywheel Nation community, where you'll have direct access to our amazing podcast guests like Vic, as well as to me, of course, and you'll have access to a short audio program that walks you through the entire InnovaBuzz podcasting process. We want to give you everything you need to transform your marketing and your podcast into a human-centered, relationship-focused growth engine. Now, we've minted just 30 copies of this digital token, and I think there's quite a number of them that have gone already. So get in quick before they're all snapped up. In our conversation today, Vic talked to me about how to avoid burnout by focusing on who we are being more than what we are doing. We talked about shifting our mindset from scarcity to abundance, and we talked about understanding our uniqueness and our gifts. Without further ado then, let's fly into the hive and get the buzz from Dr. Vic Manzo. Hi, I'm your host, Jürgen Strauss from InnovaBiz, and I'm really excited to welcome to the InnovaBuzz podcast today from Knoxville, Tennessee in the USA, Dr. Vic Manzo, who's a business mindset coach that helps individuals achieve their dream life and do that without sacrifice, without the grind, the hustle that you hear about all the time, and all the um, self-help and and motivational speakers that, that tell you that you should be hustling. Vic helps you do that without that stress without that effort easily. Welcome to the InnovaBuzz podcast, Vic. It's a great privilege to have you as my guest. Oh, it's my honor to be here. Thanks for having me on. 
Now, you also host your own podcast and you published uh, uh, several books, but the most recent one that I'm listening to on Audible right now is called Decoding the Matrix, Powerful Tips for Unleashing Your Potential and Accelerating Your Spiritual Awakening. And that's a fascinating book as far as I've gotten so far. I'm sure it'll continue to get better, but I'm looking forward to digging into all things Decoding the Matrix and your work today. Before we do that, though, what's the impact you're hoping to leave in the world today? The impact that I want to leave is just to help individuals, you know, raise their consciousness level so they can remember the greatness of who they are. Because when we can become aware of that, pretty much the job's done. From there, you know you can create, you can choose, you can set your path, you can know that however you want to experience something, you can make it happen. And us to understand that, that greatness that we all have within us to share um, is the big impact I want to create in the world. Excellent. Love it. So you talk quite a lot about um, mindset and the importance of, of mindset. So talk to us a little bit about how you realized that mindset was kind of the key to unlock your own success and then that journey to helping others do the same. Yeah, it all started, you know, I, my background was a lot and I went, I went down many different paths and then I was like, how can I make this simplified? Because there's so many things I can share. And what I ended up figuring out and understanding is that the mind is everything. If you do not have, I want you to guys think of a mindset as like wearing a pair of glasses and imagine the glasses being blue. So if your mindset is in that blue state, you're going to see everything in blue. You can't see red. You can't see any other color. The blue is the only thing that's going to show up. If we shift our mindset to red, then we'll only see red. If we shift our mindset to blue and red, now we see blue and red. And so that showed me that everything starts from there. My big journey was from a financial standpoint where I could have did all the things in the world that I was told to do and I followed the advice, but I kept hitting. I felt like I was always working uphill, working against the stream. And it was very exhausting. I mean, I had burnout every four to six months. I was tired a lot. My, you know, my wife, was, I, at one point I told my wife, I don't know if I want to continue, even though I love chiropractic and I love what I do as a chiropractor. It was one of those things where uh, I was just like, I just don't understand this, this battle. And then I started to look at my mind and I go, I had a scarcity mindset. So things can go great one month and it's like, how long is that going to last? Right. Or if I had a bill that came up or I didn't make as much money one, one month. Oh, man, this is not good. This is continue. And I didn't realize that scarcity mindset. And until I shifted to abundance, then all of a sudden I didn't care if I had a low month. I didn't care if a bill came in. I didn't care. if You know, when we had a great month, I was very grateful and blessed. I, I appreciated it. And it was a different experience. And all it was was just shifting this right here. Hmm. And that changed everything in my my entire life, because. Even in business, I didn't have to go do things to create success. If I had abundance, I knew everything would come. If a patient didn't want to continue care, that's fine. Or if someone didn't want to sign up, that's fine. There's many more that are out there. There's no limitations to things except the limitation we put in our mind. And that's mm. where that started to develop. And as I played with that over a couple of years, it was fascinating to see the shift and change. And that's what kind of like directed me into wanting to coach people on that. Um, because if we can get into the mind and understand how the mind works and how it tricks us in some ways and all those things, we can start to take back our control in our life and not let it dictate us. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's a fascinating journey and some great insights there. One of the things, I mean, it's not just shifting mindset, isn't it? It's it's the shifting mindset is the key, but what results out of that is different behaviors, different communication, different um, responses to particular triggers, right? And I love. I love your metaphor of the glasses because I think that is so such a powerful visual analogy. If you imagine putting on, well, you put on sunglasses that are polarized and so it blocks out the reflection off the water, for example, or it blocks out reflections off the off glass, which is very practical when you're out in bright sunshine. And I have some polarized glasses. But the the thought that came to my mind is, Sometimes I forget to take those off and I come inside um, from my bike ride and after my bike ride, I always upload the ride to Strava, an app. And, and so I have a look at my monitor to see the map and see the statistics of that ride. 
and I actually can't see the monitor or I can't see the image on the monitor because of the polarized glasses. So it's a, it's a little bit like that, isn't it? If we've got a worldview that's blocking something out, then we miss stuff. I think what you share with the polarized glass, I like that because I didn't know it doesn't allow reflection off glass and stuff like that. Hmm. And that is such such great because you can be wearing the polarized, here's how mindset is, and then all of a sudden it's like, someone say, look at all these beautiful reflections off the water or off yeah, this, yeah. and you're going to sit there and go, I don't see that in my world. Yeah. It doesn't exist for me. That doesn't work for me. And then hmm. your mind conditions because your mind is always about keeping you comfortable and protected. So if it's that's your which become your pattern, now it's neuro, neurologically programmed in the brain that those things don't exist because you never you didn't have it in your experience. So then your world becomes that until hmm. you take them off, and then it's like right. holy cow, they were there all the time. And that's hmm. that's I love that. So I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It just occurred to me there because you you prompted that thought about the glasses and it occurred to me yeah that's a great metaphor yeah one of the things you are very strong on and i mentioned it in in my intro is achieving that success without the hustle without the grind and you referred to suffering burnout in your own journey before you kind of came to this realization that you needed to do more work on your mindset Talk to us a little bit because I know you, you talk about having your cake and eating it too. So talk to us a little bit more about that whole shifting that whole philosophy of you've got to put your nose to the grindstone, you've got to work hard. I mean, we've all been conditioned with that, right? We've we've all been we've all heard our parents as children say money doesn't grow on trees and you've got to work hard and those kind of things. Yeah, it was you know it was something that I I got sick and tired of being burnout burned out. It was, it was just something that kept showing up in my life. And uh, my background was in universal laws and energy medicine and studying those principles and spiritual truths. And they, they, they talked about things that, you know, it's all about vibration and the energy of what we vibe at. I mean, Nikola Tesla said, I think it was like 1903 or roughly early 1900s. He said, everything is made out of energy, frequencies and vibration. And once we understand that, we'll have monumental growth as human, uh, from a human as from a humanity standpoint, evolutionary standpoint, um, because we see things in those realm. And we've been always told that, you know, I've been conditioned that way too. hard work, creates success, hmm. you know, and, and I, I, I'm built into having that mindset and I was conditioned in that way. But it came to a point where I started questioning if I'm truly the creator of my life, why do I have to do all this work? I'm not lazy by any means. I'm mm. somebody who is very dedicated to what I do. I'm very disciplined in what I do. Uh, I appreciate my dad for teaching me these kind of things. But at the same token, um, I was just like, there has to be an easier way. I mean, how do billionaires do it? Right? And that was the first thought that came to my head. I was like, billionaires have multiple businesses, sometimes 10, 20, 30 businesses. Mm. And it's like, how do they manage to do all these things? How do they can do all this. And everybody's like, well, they got the money. You know, here comes the limiting belief. They have the money. They can go ahead and just, uh, you know, they can pay people to do these things. And it's like, but still, how do they, there had to be, there's points yeah. to this. Got to get there, and, and then all of a sudden I started to look back and I said, you know what? Everything happens as I am. Not, nothing happens to me. It happens as I am. And the, as I am is your vibration. And hmm. this was a pivotal change in my life because I started to say, you know what? I'm not going to do anymore. Literally, I, 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 by this time when I was making the decision in my life, I was reading 80 to, 100, 80 to 120 books a year on average. I was listening to podcasts and videos, listening to motivational speakers. I didn't listen to music. That's all I did was download, 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 download. And and what what then all of a sudden, from that point, I was like, I'm not going to read books anymore. I'm only going to read books that come to me. I'm not going to listen to podcasts anymore. I'm only going to listen to podcasts that come to me. What I mean by come to me is that when the, the law of vibration states, you can only experience whatever you're vibrating at. And so if I want to, let's say I want to make a million dollars. If I start to work on my vibration and elevate it, I don't have to do anything. The book, the idea, the people, the circumstances, the coach, whatever's going to show up will show up and come to me to help me in that process. And that relates to the law of attraction because when you have the law of vibration, you're raised to a certain point, then the law of attraction comes in and says, well, like attracts like. And then all of a sudden the law of manifestation shows up, which means that that's what you experience now in the physical realm. So it took non-physical to physical. And what I started to realize, what I started to understand is that I had to focus on getting my vibration higher, being in a good state of mind. 
This is when I say vibration higher, it's my thoughts and my emotions being in a good, like a positive state. My emotions were in love and gratitude and appreciation and, and joy and bliss. And every day I would focus on just that vibration and everything I do to be in that vibration, that emotion. So, excuse me, one of the things I th- um, that's come to mind is like when I doubled over, I, I tripled my, my practice in two years and I had a 5.5 uh, increase in profits. So when I share that, people are like, what did you do? What was it? Especially I'm talking to chiropractors. Yeah, like, dude, what did you do? Yeah. How did you do that? Yeah. Right. And I look and I say, this is going to be not the best advice you ever heard before, but I didn't do anything. And they're like, what do you mean you didn't do anything? You had to do something. I was like, I opened up a bigger office, but I wouldn't say that. that, that how many people open up a bigger space and they don't get the results? Hmm. So I was like, it wasn't the space. I go, I knew within I wanted to create. I, how I interacted with my patients, have a vibration of just joy and bliss, how to connect, seeing moms, because I focused on pediatrics, um, seeing moms hanging out in the waiting room, getting to know each other from just coming to the space. All these things that I worked on every single day. And as I kept my vibration higher, don't get me wrong, I had a vision on growing the practice. Mm-hmm. I had a vision on wanting to see at that point, but I didn't make that my focus. We get so hooked on attachments to things that we want to experience. And really, we got to come back to nothing. Like I was just going into a space of nothing and feeling great and just staying there. And I know this is this is very counterintuitive to Western civilization, because mm-hmm. if you talk to people in Eastern civilization, uh, especially Oriental philosophies and things like that, this is this is common to them where mm-hmm. they don't force. If they feel like they have to force, they'll take, hey, I'm going to take the day off. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to be putting that energy out there. And they're very mindful of their energy. And so it's really being mindful of our vibration and our energy of how we are being. And when we can come from that place, there's another law called the law of inspired action. The things that you need to take action on, will you'll be inspired. You'll be pulled yeah. towards. You can't ignore this message. It's going to annoy the living crap out of you. <laughs> until, literally, I swear, yeah. it's happened so many times in my own life. And I love when clients, when I can get them to that point where all of a sudden they're like, Doc, I just feel like I have to do this. I, I can't ignore mm-hmm. this. Like it's, it's something that just won't leave my mind. And I'm sitting there going, Beautiful. That's, Let's do it. Yeah. That's a law of inspired action. And like, how do you know? Because you can't stop. Like, it, 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 you get front, you get anxious because you, you're trying to ignore it. Like my writing my third book, uh, the decoding the matrix. When I when it came to writing, uh, the message was coming to me like, you need to write your book number three is ready to go. Uh, you need to start writing. And I'm like, I don't feel. Hold up here. Uh, I'm 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 closing my office. I'm moving to Knoxville, Tennessee. My wife's pregnant. Uh, and I'm, 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 I'm basically kind of going full time now in the coaching. I got four big life changing things happening. <laughs> yeah. And yet you're telling me I need to write a book right now, but guess what? It propelled me to it. And then mm. after a couple months, when I really felt the push, I was like, okay, time to write. The book was written. The, the amount of work I did actual writing time was less than 24 hours. It was 22 and just shy of a half hour. And that that's, that's what it is to take law of inspired action. I didn't have to think about the book. I didn't have to think about what I was going to write, the outline, the chapters, it all comes to you. The ideas, the circumstances, the situations, and the people will all come to support your vision on what it is that you want to create as long as you focus on your vibe every day in and day out. Hmm. Yeah, I think there's there's so much there. And you, you touched on a couple of things earlier that I just want to reinforce. And, and also the, um, the important point there is it's not about being lazy. It's not about not taking action. But it's focusing on who you're being first, right? Um, and my business coach likes to say um, a lot of people are human doings and they're not human beings. <laughs> so it's this model of of be, do, have. So be is who you, how you're behaving, who you are, what's what's in your identity, and then that kind of dictates that inspired action, which is the do part, in order to have whatever it is that you want to have and you touched on also there having that vision is important so you need to know well what is it that I want to have and then you can work backwards and so how do I need to be to get there so I I love that um, that whole explanation that you gave and and how that came about I mean, and, and again, it's that that beingness, right? It's it's it, it hmm. comes back to that vibration. What's that element? And it it's 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 something that you know. A lot of times, I mean, I get a lot of kickback for this. Like when I when I share these things, they're like, it, it, "Oh, that can't happen. That you can't. That doesn't work." And and I, I use a, a David and Goliath story. 
for those who, who, who know, you know, the biblical story of how David took out this big giant with a stone. Mm -hmm. But standard business advice, and you hear this in motivational speaking and all that will be, hey, you pick up a stone and you just keep throwing stones until that one stone hits. Once you get that stone, hallelujah, you got your success, you nailed it, right? But it could be 500 stones later. It could be mm -hmm. 10,000 stones later. It could be 100,000 stones. We don't know, right? Or you get into the being element, and this is this is where I try to share this, really, hammer this down really well, is that all he did was pick up one stone, and he threw it, nailed Goliath, Goliath falls, end of the story, right? Mm -hmm. And that is what law of inspired action does. It tells you when to do it at the right, what time, everything will be at precise timing of when you need to do something. And it's just starting to realize this, there's this beautiful dance that we have with life that the mind doesn't like uncertainty. That's why humans fear uncertainty so much. And it, the mind wants control. That's the whole purpose, to, to control the environment. That is a beautiful thing to have because we wouldn't be here as, as a society today mm. if we didn't have that. So it's there's a reason why it's there, and it's a beautiful reason. But we can, if we let our minds dictate our lives, it'll create chaos, it'll create complexity, it'll create massive stress. Because the, most of the time when we're in our minds, we create we create a lot of resistance and resistance means that's the cause of all suffering. Mm -hmm. And so when we can let go of that a little bit and start to learn about your vibration, learn about your body, because your body is is a, an amazing advanced, the most advanced technological thing that we'll ever experience in, in humanity. We don't even under, we, don't, we barely understand roughly around 10 percent of what the body can do. That's all controlled systems for everything. You name it. We, we from a genetic standpoint and testing, they looked and said, how many hormones do we know about? And then how much did the genes say are possible? And it's like 10 percent is all we know. And so there's so much that this body is can teach us and show us. And once you start to use the mind with that, and this is why I teach a lot of uh, because then we could pull the mind to make you realize, hey, this is this is an alignment. I'm good. I feel good with this. I feel a pull. Or I feel I feel really on a higher vibe. So this must mean I'm in alignment with my vision and what I want to create for myself. And compared to, oh, I feel heavy. I feel like I feel mm -hmm. stickiness in like my chest or something. That hey, that means when you're not in alignment. Okay, when I'm not in alignment, I'm not creating what I'm not moving towards my vision, being that strong magnet to pull in more. So you know what? I need to shift my energy a little bit. And if we could just become more aware of just what I'm just sharing here, you kind of master life in a, pretty much in an element of creating from that standpoint. Yeah, yeah. What, one of the thing, one of the things you said there about um, the mind craving certainty, and I guess that that's the survival instinct in some ways, isn't it? The the other side of that is uncertainty, if you like to call it, but the uncertainty part is variety. So we all love variety. We all typically love variety as well, right? So we like to experience new things. We like to um, enjoy a different experience than than the routine. We go on holidays for that very reason to change our routine or, or sort of take a break from the routine. So how do we how do we balance that need for certainty and be open to the so-called uncertainty of experiencing something new. So your 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 dream, your life that you want to experience, whatever it is, it could be better relationships, health, money, business. You you can put this to anything. That exists in the world of uncertainty. The reason why is when we do things. So every, like for example, every time you wake up every morning, you are in your past. Your mind, your body, it, it's unconsciously you remembering all past experiences and you're hmm. in that state until you pull yourself out of that. That's the constant thing you're doing every single day. That's the certainty. Here's life. Here's what's going to be. Here's, you know, whatever it may be. But the uncertainty for those, we, we need variety. That's important in humanity for us to, you know, keep the mind open or keep just keep keep life colorful, as I like to call okay. it. But at the same token, though. You have to you have to look at everything's perspective in life. So you have to look at uncertainty as something that is not like I said, for me, the way I handled uncertainty was my life that I'm choosing that I want to experience I, is I have to go on the path of uncertainty because I have to do things I've never done before to get to the level I never had before. Right. Like if I want to make a million dollars and I've been grinding away doing all these things and I'm not getting there and I'm like, what's going on? I mean, there's going to come a point I have to do, you know, from a being side first, but then there's the, the doing of what I have to, you know, have to some action I need to take, um, I have to do something different hmm. in order to see different results. I mean, Einstein said, and I may butcher this, 
um, we can't solve today's problems with the same minds that created them. Yeah. And so you have to look at things from a different perspective. And that's why I love looking at uncertainty and saying that is when I'm in that state of uncertainty and, I, and, and being aware of what my body feels, you know, when I have a little bit of anxiousness kicking in, then I know I'm really going to a state of uncertainty. From there, I just I just have to I have certain things where I'm like, hey, this is this is the path I have to go down to get to the point of where I want to get to. So I'm just going to embrace it. And I have different mindfulness techniques and things I can do to keep my nervous system calm and centered. So that way I can navigate through that a lot easier and really just embrace the process because life is really all about the journey. Right. And that's hmm. that's, you know, and so. all we're given in life is, uh, you know, if you imagine if you're in a car and you're driving with your lights on, you only could see 100. Let's say it's pitch black. There's no light that's helping you. So you can only see 100 and 200 feet ahead of you. That's kind of how life is. And you just have to know that, you know, as I continue on this path, I got I could be present with 100 and 200 feet of what I can see. And I just know that this is taking me to where I want to go. So if you can understand that uncertainty is where your dreams lie, uncertainty is where you, you your growth is and the life you want to experience. You start to when you really believe that that will start to shift and change. And then all of a sudden you start to get used to being I would say being comfortable is not a good thing. Being, being comfortable with being uncomfortable is yeah. a great thing. That's, yeah, and I've so heard. that's kind of the concept when it comes to that. Hmm. Yeah, I've heard that uh, expression a few times now. Being comfortable with being uncomfortable is, um, and I like that. The uh, One of the things that you've reminded me of, I often, well, I used to get very frustrated. Um, when I was at school as a kid, I, I used to learn things very easily things would come easily to me. And then at some point, and I can't remember when this happened, but at some point, suddenly, I found challenges in learning something. And I would get very frustrated. And for a long time, I was whenever I struggled to understand something at the first go, or, or I had to really um, work hard, if you like, to use that expression to understand something and learn something, I would get very frustrated. But I've learned since, and, and now I reframe that, when I get to this point where, oh, I just don't get this, I just don't understand this, I tell myself, okay, that's part of the learning model. That's actually brilliant because now I've reached the threshold and and the th once I break through this threshold, so I've just got to work through my mechanisms for learning, which in my case often is just doing it and experimenting with it. Uh, but that transition then when all of a sudden you think, I've got it now is so magical. And I've had that experience many times and enough to actually change that belief now where I still get frustrated, don't get me wrong, but I'm not, I, I, I don't um, have any thoughts of giving up at that stage or, or any thoughts of, ah, I'm just going to leave this and try something different. It's like, if this is the right thing to do, if it's the inspired action thing, if I'm called to do this, then I will just work through the process because I know at some point I'll say, ah, that's it. I've got it. You and me are very similar in that way. I get very frustrated when I don't learn. I can't pick up things as fast as I normally can. But it's one of those things where I had. A, I used to say to myself, that's fine. I just need more time with this. Hmm. I just need more time with this. That's all I need is more time, spend more energy into this, and eventually I'll have this down. I'll have it mastered, and then all of a sudden I'll, I'll be good with it. And... Uh, once I got to that point of thinking, I still get, I said, I'm human. So I still do the human side where I get frustrated. But, uh, and my wife would be like, why do you get so frustrated? When you can't, like, if I'm doing a woodworking project and she just, like, she wants something done and I'll, she'll be like, here, I'm going to, I'm like, what do you, she'll tell me about it. I'm like, just show me a picture and I'll figure it out. Hmm. And so then when I see the picture, I'm like, okay, I can build that. That's not rocket science. And I start putting it together. She'll see me working and she's like, and, she, and she'll try to interrupt or she'll say, I'll get frustrated. She's like, Okay, why why are you doing this project if you're frustrated? I mean, it's not that I'm not frustrated. I just I'm stuck at something and I'm trying yeah. to figure this out and it's not happening as smooth as I like. I thought this would be a quick one. And she's like, You always say that. I'm like, Don't worry, I'm learning. I'll figure this, I'll get this, I'll get it yeah. done. And then when I get it done, she's just like, Okay, it looks great, but I don't, I don't like you getting like that because now you're you're stressed. I'm like, I'm not stressed. I may be stressed in the moment. It's not gonna mm -hmm. like take away my day or anything. I'm not gonna ponder about it. It's just I'm in the moment. It's just how I am. I'm working on this. I'm doing my breathing. I'm trying to stay centered. But yeah, I can totally relate with you on that. Yeah, yeah. And and sometimes sometimes I mean my wife's the same. Sometimes she says, I just leave it, give up. And I said, no, no, I've got this. I just need to just need to find that threshold, cross the threshold. Yeah. 
One of the things, you, you talk quite a bit about language, and I think in The Matrix, if I recall correctly, in the early part of the book, you do talk a little bit about that in terms of our self-talk. One of the things I do in that situation, um, for example, you know, I used to tell myself, well, I can't do this. Um, so now I'm, I change that and I say, I can't do this yet, which is a different self-talk, isn't it? It's kind of like the, the implication is I'm, I'm going to learn this rather than this is not for me. So, t yeah, talk to us a little bit more about this whole idea of self-talk and what, what can we do when we catch ourselves with negative thoughts and negative self-talk, how we can kind of reframe that. Yeah, I love what you're sharing there because that's the difference between a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. You hit a wall a few times, I can't do this, I'm not good at this, or this is just what it is, right? That's a fixed mindset. You think you can never get better. Where a growth says, hey, I can't figure this out. I haven't figured this out yet. I will. Don't know when it will happen, but I know I'll get there. There's two differences with that. Excuse me. So when it comes to negative self-talk, we all have it. We all have an inner critic. The first thing I like to talk about with this is that I want you to truly understand that that voice you hear in your head that's negative, that's not you. It sounds like you. It uses the same tone, the words you choose, all that. But that is conditioning of the mind of someone when and it's multiple people. It's not just one uh, when you were growing up. Right. When I used to think of like I have an issue with um, doing nothing, just vegging out for a day, just mm. relaxing or just watching movies all day. I, I just can't. My wife knows I have to do some or some form of work or something every day. And she's always like, I just can't get you to like hang out and relax. I said, yep, there's a voice in my head that gets me anxious that says you need you got to do something or else I won't feel good for the day. Now, I've come a long way from that. But when I done meditation, I was like, where'd this come from? It was my dad. And I had images and visions of seeing it. And because he was a hardworking guy, you know, life was stressful. And so if I he came home and I'm sitting watching cartoons, hey, what are you doing? Sit down. There's things to do. You know, there's always things to do. And so, you know, that inner critic in my head is not me, because when I think of me, I already I understand universal laws. I understand I don't have to work all the time. I understand that, that there's more power in non-force, more power in self-care. There's more power in just taking time off because that's going to make me more it can allow me to center my energy and be more focused on what I do when I am working. And so um, but when you think about this inner critic, the first thing you want to do is you want to give it a name, right? Hmm. So I always call it like stinking thinking or the monkey in my head. I love those two because when you think of a monkey, it's just, this, it's not me, right? And what you're doing is you're separating that from you, from your identity. That's not you anymore. You know that's something else. And when you create that separation, then you can go, ah, oh, here comes that. Because I'll, I'll say it sometimes out loud with my wife. Here comes that stinking thinking. She goes, huh? I'm like, stinking thinking, that inner critic. And she's like, oh, I know what you're saying. And it's not me. And so then what you can do is something I call flip the script. So number one is you, you give it a name, you know, you title it, whatever you want, call it, make it funny, make it crazy. Absurd. You know, I've heard people call my clients may have so many different names. Um, they've called them like evil cartoons. I can't even think of any right now, but it's, you know, you want to make it funny. Okay. Cause it, it, life is supposed to be fun and it just kind of, you know, the brain, it, it kind of takes a little bit of the stress off. Second thing you want to do then is I call flipping the script. So if it's like, hey, you you have to this and that, whatever. Let's say uh, uh, I'm not good enough. This is you know someone may not sign up for being a, with a coach, being a client with mine. Here comes that low self worth thinking coming in, right? There comes that inner critic, and uh, I'm like, here comes here's the monkey again. Monkey, you're not me. Uh, I am abundant. I am worthy. I am this, right? I'm using big powerful statements, but what I'm doing is I'm just replacing the negative with the positive, and I believe it. And I keep saying it until I feel my vibration rise, until the emotions come in, hmm. right? And sometimes it may not happen. Sometimes you have to play tricks. And this is where the third part comes in, where I use anchors. Anchors are, in, in, in self-hypnosis, they use like things on the body to have you remember something. So um, a lot of times, sometimes I'll use it for clients, use like a bracelet, or if you have rings on, you can use it as a ring. And I'll just think of times that bring the most 
the mm-hmm. most happiest time. It could have been in sports. It could have been with uh, my marriage, my wedding day. Um, right now, my, my, I have a new daughter who's my, I just became a dad seven weeks ago. And um, Congratulations. what's really cool about that is I use that every day. It's the mm-hmm. easiest thing in the world. I just picture her holding her in my arms and bam, I'm there. My energy is mm-hmm. high. I'm like a kid again. And it's, it's, it's interesting. And so then I replaced it with that vibration. I just keep saying, nope, I am worthy. I am this. And you can, and that's, that's, that's what I use there. Um, the fourth one, if you need to do it again, these are kind of customized. So I, I don't like mm-hmm. using, giving like one, two, three, four steps, but, uh, because maybe step one only step one works and you're good. Sometimes people need step one and two. Sometimes people need one through four, but step four, then, um, it comes to, oh man, it's going away now. It'll come back to me. Um, we talked about one, two, three, and that is maiming it, getting the vibe. And then step four, ah, maybe it's not meant to share. Um, <laughs> right. it, well, it left I, me yeah. away here. It's not coming back. Um, <laughs> It'll come but back. yeah, but that's you. Yeah. yeah it, so it's, so you name it and then all of a sudden you replace it with, you know, something else mm. that's, that's positive. Oh, the fourth thing would be then if you, if you're having trouble with this, um, this is where you no, you, you, when is there a time when you were worthy and you saw it? When was there a time when the, because it's there, right? Yeah. We're talking now. We're talking about the polarized glasses again. Mm. Oh, I don't see reflections. I never have. No, no, no. They're there. They're there. Hold on, yeah. let's take the glasses off. Oh, there they are. Oh my goodness, mm. I wasn't paying attention, or I didn't see them because of the lenses I had, the lens I was looking through. Mm. And so that's where you can then say, "Well, I have done this before." And if you've done it before, you can do it, do it again. again. Mm. And if you can't think of anything like that, go read somebody who's successful because they went through a lot of crap to get to where they are, and you can learn from them. And then so that's that's the, so you got five things I could share there. <laughs> Great, that's <laughs> wonderful. Yeah, I love that. Uh, uh, you reminded me. Um, the, I'm dating myself a little bit here. I don't know. You're probably too young to remember this, but uh, Jiminy Cricket in um, in the early '60s and and going into the '70s in the Disney World, Jiminy Cricket was the the little cricket sitting on the shoulder of I think it was Mickey Mouse, if I remember correctly. But basically, he he was the conscience conscience. So he would say, "No, no, don't do that. No, no, don't do that." Uh, and most of the time, the conscience was, well, basically he was reminding the character, whoever it was, of their values and, hey, you're about to violate your values. But sometimes it was actually not serving the character because they were on the shoulder and they said, no, no, don't do that. And and the character would actually occasionally turn around and say, quiet, I'm going to do what I want to do, right? So that, that's that's what you reminded me of, and I thought, well, isn't that powerful that image? Because that I kind of saw all that and thought it was humorous and funny, and didn't understand the metaphor behind that. Now you have yours, Jiminy Cricket. Yeah, yeah. here comes Jiminy Cricket talking to me again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of those things, you know. There's a there's an old uh, I don't know if you've ever heard this before, the Cherokee legend, and it's basically. Um, there's a Native American, he's a grandpa, and he's with his, his, his grandson, and he's asked, you know, he's talking about uh, he, how he has two wolves in his head and, and, oh, yeah. and all these different things. And, and uh, I won't go through the whole story, but long story short, um, the, the grandfather says, well, you know, which one's going to win? And he says, it's the one that you feed. Hmm. And so it's what are you going to feed into, right? Because law of focus says where you put your mind or where you put your energy to attention to is where energy goes. And wherever energy goes, manifestation is going to grow. So if you're focusing on and letting the inner critic have power over you, well, then guess what? You're going to you're going to have those experiences and let that be true. Or you can dictate and change that and feed into the good, feed into the other side, and then you'll experience more of that. I mean, it's so simple. Um Humans like to complicate things. It really, the, the, the simplicity of, it's just like health. And this is where I, I came, that's why I love coming from a health background because I take so much from the health side, from a chiropractic, holistic, and energy medicine world. And it's so easy to apply to business coaching. It's so easy to apply to mindset, uh, relationships, and so forth. Because when you look at health, I mean, there's only, you only have to give the body what it needs. Give the, put the body in an environment of health and it'll, it'll turn it, it'll turn on and be healthy. Hmm. I mean, it's that simple and it's not like rocket science to do that and the same thing is when it comes to um making more money or having a successful business the principles are very simple the problem is we've overcomplicated things uh in so many ways 
And I'm not saying some of those things aren't important. I don't want to take away from them. Uh, but at the same token, it's what I'm sharing today is like, it's very, just very simple. Focus on the vibe. That's it. Hmm. Everything else takes, and everything else will take care of itself. Yeah, that's great advice and great point. I think it's, um, I could go on talking with you for ages and we haven't even delved into the matrix, the book, but, um, I think people can read the book. They can get a hold of it. So you don't need to, um, I think it's a good point now though, to move on to the buzz Vic, which is our innovation round. It's the same five questions I ask of every guest. And, uh, the idea is that you'll give us some insightful answers to those questions, inspire the listener to take some inspired action today as a result. So you ready? I'm ready to rock. Let's do this. All right. So what's the number one thing anyone needs to do to be more innovative? To be more innovative. The thing is, focus, again, it, 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 it's funny. Uh, I always answer this the same way no matter how the question comes at me. <laughs> Get your vibration higher because yeah. when you can focus on those positive vibes, I'll, I'll back it up with a little neuroscience. Um, when you are in that state and you're raising your vibration, you feel good. You're going to start to accentuate and, and stimulate something right here behind your forehead called the prefrontal cortex. And that's going to help you be more focused and be more productive. But there's also the creative side because that part of the brain is go, deactivates or not, I wouldn't say de it's just, yeah, it'll deactivate part of the brain called the amygdala, mm -hmm. which has a lot of different things it does. But one of them is a stress, stress, worry and anxiety center of the brain. And when you're in a stress, worry and anxiety center of the brain, um, you can't be creative. You can't yeah. be innovative. You just can't. It, it's survival only. But when you can, you know, get your vibration to a higher state, then all of a sudden, and there's many techniques you can do to add to this and, and make it even more, more, more uh, impactful, um, like mindfulness practices. But you, when you stim stimulate that prefrontal cortex, it allows you to open up to more creativity, to more imagination, and to create more of the life, you know, whatever that may be, to be more innovative. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's. It's very powerful, isn't it? And um, thanks for the scientific explanation. I hope we haven't um, haven't overwhelmed people with the technical jargon. But uh, having studied a little bit of neuroscience, I do understand those terms. In in a practical sense, I mean, for me, it plays out a lot in going out and doing something that I enjoy. That's not work, like um, taking photographs in nature or or my bike riding. And what often happens then is I'm so focused on that other activity, but somewhere or other, a whole bunch of ideas bubble up. And, and it's a little bit like yeah. the reflections in the water behind the Polaroid sunglasses. They were there all the time. I just didn't see them or didn't pay any attention to them. And now all of a sudden, um, I've put myself into an environment or a state that, that's allowed those to come up. But it's like anything else. You just have to, the, the old, uh, I forgot where this comes from, but it's like, you just have to get quiet to hear the little voices that yeah. are there to support you. And yeah. nature is great because it grounds you. It centers you. There's terpenes in the air with the leaves and the scents and the smells. Those terpenes relax the brain. They're calming for the brain. There's different varieties of them. That's why you go in. I always recommend to my clients and patients, you're stressed out. Go take a walk in the forest for about at least mm. 20 to 30 minutes. Mm. And they're like, why do you say 20 to 30? Well, that's the minimum. It takes 15 to 20 minutes for those terpenes to hit the brain so you can feel the calming effect. When you get the calming effect, you're going to be more centered. The nervous system starts to balance itself a little better. All of a sudden, as we're sharing, that's going to rise up more of these. It opens you up hmm. to these ideas. These these things may come to you. Um, and I tell them sometimes, if for, for my business clients, I'm always like, if you go do that, don't expect an idea to come. Yeah, Just enjoy right. the moment. Forget yeah. the idea. And sometimes they're like, it didn't come when I was there. I'm like, it'll come, it, it may come later. And they're like, and then all of a sudden, they're like, I was taking a shower and it just came. And I was like, yeah. it's going to come when you stop resisting. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. There's so much going on in our unconscious mind and inside the body all the time that we're not consciously aware of. And if, if, you know, we kind of open up to the possibility of having that come into our conscious awareness, there's so much there that we can tap into. All right. What's the best thing 100%. you've done to develop new ideas? Well, this is a good one. Uh, the best thing I've done to develop new ideas, this is going to sound probably very um, not so exciting. But for me, when I need to figure out new ideas or I want to step into gaining some new ideas, meditation has been the best thing for me. Hmm. Um, 
it is my place that I reset the most. It's what allows me to disconnect from my world, from my identity as Victor Manzo and allow me just to be me, the essence of who I really am. And from there, I've never had a moment like if I was struggling with something, I just go into meditations and I'll get the answers. They may not come in that moment like we're kind of sharing earlier Mm -hmm. when people go into nature, but it comes up later. And then all of a sudden I'm like, um, like, here's an example. I've been a business coach. You know, I did full time since January and that was like my main focus. I'm like, I'm only doing this. I'm not going to do anything else. And then all of a sudden August hit. And these like I, I was in a meditation, I came out and all of a sudden these like ideas were flying in my head. And I was like, why am I focusing on now opening something's telling me I need to be focusing on doing also health coaching? Why do I have to do this and this and this? Like all these things are just coming to me. Hmm. And I asked my wife, I'm like, is this kind of like just me getting into work overload or what do you because I felt like I was I needed to do it. And I just she's my like gauge. She's known me for we've been together for 10 years. So she kind of knows me. Uh, when I am in overwork mode and when I'm like hmm. vibing in the right place, she'll feel my energy. And so I tell her and she's like, no, I feel like that's something you're, you, you should be doing. That is what you're gifted in also and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, cool. Why did I not? And I'm saying to myself, why did I not think about this before? Why was I so stuck? And I'll, and it's like the ideas are just coming and flowing classes in a book and this and that and this. And I'm just like, wow. Um, so, but again, meditation is the one thing that mm. opens that door for me to get into that space to pull ideas or things along that nature. Wonderful. Yeah. And it, it comes back again. I think it's it's just a it's a good mechanism for clearing the mind and calming the mind and removing ourselves from that environment of the day-to-day pressures. So whatever you can do yeah. there, I think helps. You gotta go to nothing to get something. You know, as, as much as we don't want to go to nothing, but nothing creates all things. And so it's it, that's where I just totally disconnect, dump everything, and I get to a nothing space. And then from nothing, all of a sudden, the things will come. Hmm. Excellent. All right. Now, the next question is a resource one. Do you, do you have a favorite resource you use most often? Myself. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So my answers are going to be unorthodox. So <laughs> because you get, well, think about it. Everything is, everything I need is within me. Yeah. And if I can trust myself to learn how to use my body, like I was sharing earlier and, and picking up on the vibes and having, having a tool to know when I need to do something or know when, uh, I, I need to, maybe there's a person that's reaching out to me. And I feel an inclination, like I need to reach out or some along those nature. I use myself as that resource because it has guided me in every step of the way. Hmm. Um, and the more that I find myself more resourceful in doing these kind of things and having that inner, uh, connection with meditation and other things I do, um, it allows me to pull from a source, the, you know, the observer. And then there's one who's watching the observer. That's the essence of who we really are. That's infinite potential. That's the soul has infinite source energy. So, uh, being able to pull in, I can, if I can tap into that, I have endless things that I need to go i'm not saying there's not other things i can look for resources that i may Mm. use but they usually come to me the biggest one is just trusting me and knowing this little inner guided system called your intuition and knowing when i'm in alignment and when i'm not and those two things right there if you can like i shared earlier if if you know when you're in alignment and you know when you're not in alignment that's all you need to know you master life you master creating what you need to create yeah yeah that's wonderful and i i love the the self-trust i think that um most of us trip over that a little bit and and don't trust ourselves enough. Um, and, of course, that requires a lot of deep reflection to really understand that. Um, and one of the things you said there is really important that we have, essentially, we've got everything inside of us that we need. All right. Yeah, now... Yeah, go ahead. go ahead. Sorry, no, go ahead. I was going to move on to the next no. question. So if you want to add some more. We'll go to the next question. If we got time, I'll come back to it. Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, what's the best way to keep a client on track? Ooh, keeping a client on track. So one of the things I always share, like the biggest thing I do working with clients is managing their energy. Where's their energy at? Where's their headspace at? You know, that is the, you know, what, in, in, what are you going into stinking thinking? Or are you letting the monkey take over? Hmm. Um, that is the most critical thing to know if they're going to stay on track or not, because that's the being side. 
if I can keep them in the, if I can keep their headspace on the line to where their vision is, if I can keep their energy on a high vibe and, you know, keep them focused on those high vibe, the good vibrating emotions and so forth, then everything else they're going to do is going to be in alignment and they're going to be, they're going to be focused. But if they don't do this and they get into stinking thinking, they have a low vibration. Uh, and then all of a sudden they're going to be disorganized or not going to have motivation to do things. They're going to look for excuses. They're going to look for things to complain about. They get into that negative space. It's going to create a gap to where, or the low slow down the momentum what we've created and so a lot of times that is the main thing i focus on there are things i do with goals and other stuff like that to help a client stay on pace but from the the most powerful thing to do is focusing on their vibe managing their energy hmm. and making sure they're staying in that high vibe um and being aware when they're not yeah yeah so it's kind of state management if you like anything your energy state love it all right, final question to the buzz. What's the number one thing anyone can do to differentiate themselves? Share your gifts with the world. There's something called the poly-exclusion principle. That It's a quantum mechanics statement that's a principle that states there are no two things in the entire universe that are identical. Hmm. There is never going to be another human being like yourself that will ever exist in humanity. The, from, from the past, now, to the future, there will never be someone else like you coming here or just having this, you know, being that person. So what do I mean by sharing your gifts? There is something that you're naturally inclined to do. It comes easy to you, right? Whatever comes easy to you, like you just pick it up fast or you learn it really quick. That's probably your gift or something relating towards that. If you go into that, it'll lead you towards your gift. And when you do that, now you're sharing what you, your experience, you you know, from a, I won't go too deep on the spiritual side, but you're sharing. We come here to learn and we also come to share. Uh, so we're sharing what our gift is to the world. And when we can do that, then all of a sudden we're helping lighten the world and all this stuff. I share this in my book, but this is the concept that think about something that you love to do so much that you would do it for free because it gives you that much joy. Hmm. That's the second thing I usually recommend. I add to that. And so those are two things. One is what comes easy, naturally inclined. You learn very quickly. You pick it up like very fast. Um, that's number one. And then the second also, if, you, if that doesn't work for you, the second could be just what would you do? That would be 100, you know, you'll do for yeah. free, but you'll love to do that. Yeah, yeah love it. Yeah. And um, yeah, I love the, <laughs> uh, I wasn't aware of the scientific explanation for us all being unique as we are. <laughs> Excellent. So thanks for you sharing know, that. I don't know, my pleasure. I mean, I used to share a lot of spiritual stuff and then people thought I was woo woo. So I was like, you're going to call me what? Oh, you're going to dismiss me because of that? Fine, I'll bring the science to the table. <laughs> and so I've studied a lot of that over the years, especially with energy healing, because people are like, oh, that energy healing doesn't work. And I'd be like, let's talk about a quantum principle, or let's call about quantum physics, or let's look at this, or let's look at neuroscience, or whatever it may be, hmm. um, for whatever I'm talking about. And I'll pull it in, and it's just like, there's that uniqueness right there. Hmm. you know. And once you understand that, then it's like, wow, we really are – we really are unique, and I, and, that, and that's why I always tell people you can never have self worth issues when you know how unique you are. Yeah, yeah, that's a powerful statement right there. Well, thanks, Vic. This has been fabulous. Now, where can people find out more about the work you do? Find out about your books, and maybe even reach out and say thanks for what you've shared today. Yeah, my hub is my website. It's uh, www.empoweryourreality.com. Um, if you like what I've been talking about, you're a business owner and so forth, want to learn more, I do a free discovery call. It's right on the top right corner and I have buttons throughout the website. Um, 30 minutes, we do a discovery call. I get to learn about you, challenges, the dream life you want to have, all those things. I'll give you a couple action steps. And if I feel I can help you, I'll share how I do that. Um, I have free resources on there. I got a free ebook on the power of visualization. Um, and then also at the bottom left, if you want to connect with me on social media, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn. Um, I, you know, I share things about every five, you know, five to six times a week. Things on spirituality, mindset, money, those kind of things. If you have any questions, um, DM me, send me a direct message. I, um, I read them. I love hearing from people, and uh, I love responding. So that's where you can find me on social media. Excellent, and we'll, we'll of course include all those links in the show notes so people can find them easily. So what, what action would you like the listener to take away from our conversation today, Vic? So the biggest action that I, and this is something I share with clients right off the bat, and that is create a vision for your life. That is so oversaw. Like I went to business school and they talked about vision statement, but they got more into the mission statement mm -hmm. was like more emphasized. And 
Um, one thing that I've learned from in the last 13 years of studying all the things I've studied is that, you know, what we can see in the mind's eye, your imagination is what you can create in the world. That's your potential. And so what's the vision that you want to see your life to be? Now, the simplest way you can do this is there's something called a eulogy practice where if you passed on what's what the, the speech or the saying, the person what they're going to talk about, what would you want them to say? And are you living that? Hmm. Right. That, that's some real like straightforward things to really, you know, I call it a gut check. So it's one of those things where if you're not living to the vision that you would want someone to say something about yourself, then how do you line up to seeing that vision be true? The things you do, the actions that you're going to take to contribute to the world and so forth. You asked me right off the bat, like, how do I make, you know, the impact I want to make on the world? I shared my main vision of my life, and that is raising the consciousness levels of others through the work that I do so they can remember the greatness of who they are. That's my vision. That's hmm. my purpose of why I exist here. Um, and so having that crystal clarity on that. Now, everything I do, this is why vision is so important. Everything I do from that point in my life, my relationships, my health, my mindset, my businesses, money has to align to that. If it does not align to that, I don't do it Yeah. because then I live with incongruency. So vision is the biggest thing. And you can have fun with this. You can go as big, as wide as you can. You can add all the things in the world, but you have to have a vision because mm -hmm. like in the Bible, Proverbs 29, 18 says those who do not have a vision or the people that don't have a vision will, will perish. And so it's very important for us to have that vision um, because it is it is what um, allows us to see the grander picture of life and so forth. Hmm. Love it. It's a great call to action. And and I've gone through exercises where we've done this with um, drawing it on on um, boards where we carry it with us for a period of time to kind of physically feel what's it like to carry that vision and am I living that vision? So there's, there's great ways to do that, great creative ways to do that. So you can have a lot of fun with it as well. Yes, very true. Yeah, yeah. there's so many you can do. Excellent. All right. Now, finally, who else should I get on the show and why? That is a great question. I'm trying to think now. Who have I... I may have to go look and see. I, I've, I've interviewed over 200 people, so I'm like thinking in my head, like no one's popping up at the moment, but I can definitely get back to you on that one. Excellent. All right. Well, we'll touch base after the show or later on and see who you have in mind. Well, thanks a lot, yeah. Vic. I've really enjoyed our conversation today. It's been fun to dig into all these things, mindset to dig into some of the scientific principles behind it in terms of neuroscience and quantum physics we've touched on and some of the principles there. And um, I loved your metaphors with the glasses and the, um, yeah, the externalizing that voice in our head uh, by giving it a, a name and kind of saying, that's not me, that's some other thing and I'm not going to listen to it most of the time. <laughs> so thanks for sharing all that with us. It's been a wonderful conversation and, all the best for the future. Let's stay in touch. No, thank you for having me on. And, and you, you, the whole polarization with glasses, I'm going to be using that now. So thank you. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs>I hope you enjoyed that insightful and really engaging conversation with Vic and took something away from his episode. So why don't you right now as you're listening to this, take Vic's advice. And if you don't have a vision for your life, create one. Make it really exciting, inspiring and high energy. Write it down. Draw it out. Whatever works for you. What we can see in our imagination, we can create in this world. Document your vision and check all the time that you are living to that vision. Vic's episode can be found at innovabiz.co forward slash Vic Manzo. That is V-I-C-M-A-N-Z-O. All lowercase, all one word, innovabiz.co forward slash Vic Manzo. And that's a Z or Z for our non-American English speaking friends. You'll also find contact information there for getting in touch with Vic, as well as links to his website, to the Mindful Experiment podcast, to his books, his social media pages, and the other resources we spoke about in our conversation. 
If you've listened this far into the show and you love this conversation and think it'd be useful to one other person, then be brave enough to share the conversation with that one other person. Also, make sure to get the episode bookmark token at innovabiz.co forward slash bookmarks. For the cost of just a cup of coffee, you can have your very own permanent record of this show that's going to be easily accessible for you at any time. 50% of all revenue from this episode token will go directly to Vic as our guest and the other 50% goes towards supporting the show. Think of it as a way to support the guest and tell them that you loved their episode. Thanks for listening. We'd love you to leave a review on this episode. It will help us to make the podcast better for you. Simply go to lovethepodcast.com forward slash InnovaBuzz and pick your preferred platform. Now remember to, to go to innovabuzz.co forward slash flywheel to collect your unique digital token, which will give you membership of the Flywheel Nation community, where you'll have direct access to our amazing podcast guests, as well as to a short audio program that walks you through the entire InnovaBuzz podcasting process. Tune in again to the next episodes of the InnovaBuzz podcast, where we've got yet more fantastic guests lined up. Until next time, I'm Jürgen Strauss from InnovaBiz. Remember, be awesome and keep innovating.